Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Ephesians with Paul's instruction to wives. Paul will address and instruct husbands in next week's message, but for now, ladies first. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Spirit-Led Wives. Well, come with me back to the book of Ephesians, where today begins what you might call a series within a series. We continue through the book of Ephesians, verse by verse, and uh, at the same time, we begin a series now of six consecutive paragraphs within the book of Ephesians that all teach us how to live in relationships with other people. There is a keynote for these six paragraphs from everything from 522 through 69. The keynote is in verse 21, where we left off last time, and being subject to one another. The theme word is being subject or being submissive to one another. Key word in Greek, catchy little thing, hupatasamenoi. You who are studying Greek, this is one of those paragons of participalism that we will be teaching you about. It's a part of speech that lets us be very, very clear. It means be subject or as the participial form would make it as it is in the Legacy Standard Bible, being subject to one another. And notice this applies to one another universally in the body of Christ. Verse 21 is the end of that sentence that starts at verse 18 with the command, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then there's a series of five participles that describe what Spirit-filled people are like. And the last one is that they are always being subject to one another. This aspect of what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit applies to every relationship you have with others, especially those in the body of Christ. In our previous passage, we saw how this is the the fifth of those five descriptions of what being filled with the Spirit is like when it comes to the the, uh, collective gatherings and ministries of the body of Christ. Being subject to one another means being, or voluntarily I should say, ordering your life under those around you so as to be God's instrument to meet the needs of other people. Listen to the same thought stated in slightly different terminology from the pen of the same apostle written from the same jail cell during his Roman imprisonment. We have this over in Philippians chapter 2 verses 3 and 4. You probably know this by heart. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit but with humility of mind, let each of you regard one another, there's that phrase again, as more important than himself. Do not merely look out for your own interests, but also for the interests 
of others. If you are under the control of the Holy Spirit, you will be acting like, well, the Holy Spirit, who is God. The other person of the Godhead, Jesus famously described his own example in Matthew 20, uh, 28, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. And he said that in distinction to his previous words, you know how the Gentiles love to lord it over each other. Well, no, you should be each other's servant. So in this section of Ephesians, it tells us how to order our lives according to the power and the design of the Holy Spirit to maximize every relationship. Those paragraphs we're going to see deal with wives, husbands, children, parents, slaves, and masters as representative relationships of all that we uh, have in relationship to each other. These next six sections will each one deal with a select group of people. It might be tempting for you to now be whipping out your calendar and deciding which Sundays are for you and which Sundays are to be skipped. Don't do that. You may think that this one is not for you unless you're a wife. You may think next Sunday is not for you because you're not a husband, but not so. There are specific applications for these select categories of people, but there are universal principles about being a Spirit-led member of the body of Christ in each of these passages, and you need to apply it all for your edification. You might be a single parent, but don't tune out on the husband's and wives' part. Even if your life has been devastated by the destruction of a marriage, learn all you can, because as a single parent, you have one of the most difficult and highest callings on earth. You may have lost a spouse to death. Stick around. We love you. We need you. And you are part of all of our relationships. You might be in the, uh, the never yet married category. You might be at the stage of giving up on yet. Um, but there's no time like the present to figure out this is God's design. This is the right kind of person to be should he ever bring me into a marriage relationship. These things are always required of all of us to live under the control of the Holy Spirit. If you are married, I guarantee you will glean something from these messages that will make your marriage stronger. Lord willing, refresh your joy in that relationship. If you can't learn anything fresh to apply, we need to check your spiritual vital signs because this is God's Word, living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and penetrating to our soul and our, and our spirit. Your spouse may be living with a fossil, but I believe in resurrection. Hang in there. Apply these things. Now, in the providence of God, while I was away last Sunday, you heard an excellent exposition of Philippians 3, 12 through 16. And the points that Scott Basolo, Basolo extracted from that passage, it struck me, fit perfectly with these instructions for all of our relationships. As he put it, here is what to press on toward. Here is what to reach up for, and toward um, uh, to press on toward and to reach up toward greater holiness. 
this is what we need to be constantly striving forward for in demonstrating Christ-likeness. My friends, you understand, you, you grew up and um, you, you, you saw mom and dad married, you saw people married, you realize most people get married. Someday I'll be married and then you, you, you spotted one that was a standout and uh, eventually things de- developed and you, and you fell in love and you think, yeah, I'm going to get married and we'll live happily ever after. <coughs> you understand, there's happiness in marriage. There is no other human relationship like it. And I'm not against you being happy in your marriage, but your marriage is not primarily for your happiness. It's primarily for your holiness. And God paired you up with somebody specifically scripted in His providential plan for you to grow to be more like your Savior, much more for your holiness. All right, the first group. This is the God's Word to Spirit-led wives. It's chapter 5 verses 22 through 24. It's pretty easy to outline. There is a command at the beginning of verse 22, the motive at the end of verse 22, the reason in verse 23, and the pattern in verse 24. So let's dive in. Ephesians 5, 22. Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord, or more accurately, being subject to your own husbands. Now, wives are the ones specifically addressed here. It's probably significant to notice that mentioning wives first was probably unexpected in that culture in light of their fondness for male domination. Womanhood was not what we think of it in our society by any stretch of the imagination. The reason for mentioning wives first is Uh, probably on the one hand, that submission is the basic role for wives, and submission is what is the evidence of the filling of the Holy Spirit that we just saw in verse uh, verse 21. And it may also be that um, Paul intentionally wanted to do things in a different order than the society so that he would make God's design transcend societal expectations. Now, it's uh, printed here in the, in the New America Standard as a command, be subject. And I've suggested that it's better translated, as the Legacy Bible Standard does, being subject. But you know what? That word is not in this verse. Not at all. Not in any form. Not, not even a little bit of it. It's implied, based on verse 21 that came before it, and verse 24 that we're going to see in a couple of minutes. The, the most literal translation of verses 21 and 22 would be, and being subject to one another in the fear of Christ, semicolon, wives to your own husbands. It is God's design that in every aspect of society, in every relationship between people, that there be two roles fulfilled, and they complement each other. Someone will be in authority or leadership, and someone will submit to authority. Those overlap. There are gradations. It's different in every 
situation, but those principles are always present. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.